Hello, I'm Pablo Rocco, and you're listening to Reprint, brought to you by the Temple News, your in-depth look into the stories you need to know about. This week, I speak to assistant sports editor and news freelancer Ryan Mack about how Temple is planning the fall 2024 academic calendar. Then I hand the mic over to assistant opinion editor Valeria Uribe to talk about the benefits of fidget toys in the classroom. So we got Ryan Mack, um, assistant sports editor, making his debut for the news section um, with this with this story about how Temple determines, you know, scheduling for for the academic year and academic calendar. So you want to just summarize real quick what the uh, piece is about? Yeah. So basically, I uh, talked to of someone in the in the professor's office, Jody uh, Levine Loft Lofgren. Lovering. Sorry if I butchered. Sorry if I butchered that name. The uh, TSG uh, st- uh, student body pre- student body president, and I was also able to pull off someone from um, the the, st- the regular student body as well. I basically just uh, talked to Jody about how that they make how they make their, how they make their scheduling. There was a poll sent out about two about two weeks ago. I'm pretty sure from Provost from Provost Mendel detailing about how they were looking to make changes to the, to the fall break, and they detailed three options that were given. One would keep keep this for current format of a fall break where we basically have the whole week of Thanksgiving off and we come back that Sunday or mo- that Sunday or Monday. But the these options, the first option would give us um, our fall break would be pushed back to uh, the Wednesday before th- Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and we would get a uh, Wellness Day weekend, which would exp- which would be on that uh, that would be on that both that Friday and that mo- be in that Friday and that and that Monday exp- give it give us a fo- give us a four day weekend. For a four-day weekend, and that second option would also give us two days for a, a wellness a wellness day break, push back the spring break option as well, but also give us election day off, which is something that's been really been, really been pushing pushing since the, since the la- since the beginning of last year even, and kind of got reignited this year. So I was just talking to Jody about how those ch- how those changes came came to be, and she said that Mandel ma- made a group. Last 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 January, I'm pretty, last January, I'm pretty sure that group had talked to. The uh, T- T- had talked had talked to T- had talked to TSG. TSG went up to them, telling them that how much they would want to have a um, have a have election day off. How important it is for students to be able to not have school and just to go just to go out and just to go out and vote. She said there was a lot to go go into those changes. They have to look. We have to look into um, how they how they schedule. Have to look have to look into when they start, which happens to be in the fourth fun fourth Monday of every every August and then going and then going into where Thanksgiving lies how, if that's early or late and also and also how that break in between things coming back from Christmas and uh coming back from Thanksgiving and going home for Christmas break I'm sorry that was a long-winded answer Pablo <laughs> how are we doing um yeah no a lot of stuff there but yeah on the topic of the the election day working group I mean who who's in that group and, and you know what kind of decisions they make is it solely just about you know, having that day off or not having that day off. So I know she uh, never really got too many uh, details about the group mentioning that, but I knew that Mandel made it uh, pro- after uh, Jared Goldberg, a, law- a law student here, made um, made a, made, a pe- made a petition. As, as we all know, last uh, January, uh, October twenty 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 two. So that's yeah, basically just looking into how students would feel about ha- having election election day off and if that is pop if that is possible. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, Rohan, the uh, TSG student body, student body president, he worked with the person who, re- who uh, 
brought back up Goldberg's efforts are um Arlo uh, this this past this past year and they were work they were working they were work, working together along with uh along with um former dean uh, former dean Chris Carey I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. his name um when we was when I was talking to Ron when I was talking to Ron about it so they had they had all kind of talked together and they brought back up that to uh, Mandel who said that their um, opinions are really much being vo- voiced and they're really being listened to which is how we got where we are now. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like how the schedule is, is, you know, typically made, is it, is it Jody Levine Lawfren who, who typically makes that schedule and then it's approved by the board of, or whoever it may be, or how is that process usually go, going about? Yeah. You kind of just kind of hit it, hit it right. Kind of hit it right in the head right there. She's, she, uh, she makes along with the other, another group, another group of people, and they kind of look at it. They kind of know in advance just because like what I said, like what I said before, like, like, First, uh, fourth month, first Monday of every August, and then commencement is usually is usually that Thursday before Mother's Day. So they kind of have the time frame of where that's gonna go. The spring schedule kind of goes like leaves leaves. It's kind of left untouched. They kind of know kind of starts starts off right after uh, MLK Day in the seventh, right in the middle is spring break, and then you have commencement commencement May. It's really how you make that fall that fall fall semester. And when I was talking, I was talking. And I was talking to Jody. She was basically saying that they try to have it up like a couple years in advance. So right now we have our, our current academic academic calendar up. We're gonna have and they already have next year's academic calendar up. And they're trying to work to be able to look uh look f- how to make the year uh 25, 26, uh, 25, 26, how to get that academic cal- calendar up so they could have three up at this certain certain time. So it is thought out well in adva- well in advance of when the actual year happens. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you can see in the article how um, they're kind of trying to balance the needs of, of both students and, um, you know, having certain classes and making sure every class has, you know, around the same amount of time. But um, sacrifices do have to be made. You know, what kind of takes priority when, when making these decisions of, of scheduling and stuff? So main main thing is when I was talking, when I was talking to Jody, it wasn't just like, yes, you can't have too many week days off and too many weeks off but they're also looking at how certain classes certain classes get going to be affected some classes you know meet every every three day, every three days monday wednesday friday some meet only only meet tuesday thursday sometimes classes only meet two uh once once a week when you have a long five you have a long five thirty day class so it's really just kind of looking into how some of these classes are going to get affected you take you take a day off okay but you took that day off on a tuesday now that's one less week where they have where there might be a five thirty five thirty Tuesday class. They're not going. How is that? How is that? How's that going to get affected? That's less time that 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 those one those students have to be able to learn. So that's kind of in the forefront. Yes, uh, we all kind of, we kind of know they want to have the uh, students be accommodated. Everyone would love love more time off. We all kind of and we all kind of know being a college student is very stressful. And they kind of mm-hmm. know that and they kind of know that and they've kind of seen and they've and that has been seen as they've been able to look at the students' opinions. This wouldn't have happened without the students' opinions. But it's kind of looking in how other classes are going to be affected. It's kind of like what dictates how that how's that gonna how that how that's gonna work. If that's a if that answers your question, yeah. Pablo. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> For sure, no, it, it does. Um, you know, obviously there were some students that you're know, not too happy about it. Um, you know, specifically international, um, out-of-state students. Um, you know, w- what impact is is that going to have of, with all of these three options? Yeah, I think the um, first option that will 
relatively relatively stay stay the same. The person I, person I talked to, her name is uh, Sylvia Benjamin. She's from um, California, uh, San Francisco, California. Mm-hmm. So I know she went home. She went home la- last year for Brampton to come in this year. It's just too expensive, and that's probably what's going to end up happening. You're going to end up seeing ha- happening um, for a lot for a lot of these like international even um, and students who. Live out, might not live out of state. I know I'm out of state from New Jersey, but that's like a, that's a 45 minute drive. Right. You got these some some kids. You're coming. Uh, again, you gotta go across. You gotta go across country now. Instead of going leaving on, you may leave on Friday night or maybe thir- or Thursday or Thursday night the week before Thanksgiving. Now you're leaving the night the night before right of the night before Thanksgiving. Tick uh tickets are gonna get gonna get jacked up a whole lot a whole lot more, and then you're only really there for maybe four three four days at most it's not really making it worthwhile and then you're straight back here in the in the thick of it coming in coming in the final season i know a lot of them a lot of people don't really see the point of of uh why they why they would why they would go why they would go home for that so i know they're gonna be uh, a lot of like out students are gonna be heavily heavily impacted for that as well yeah um i mean what option do you like the best in, in between <laughs> the three um <laughs> Uh, put me on the spot there, my man. <laughs> I haven't really, uh, I haven't really thought. I, I've just been trying to think about it. Um, I personally voted. I I voted for um, option option one, and that's mm-hmm. not just because. Um, <laughs> and that's not, and that's not, and that's not just because. Um, I wanted to keep keep the same. Of course, I do think everyone should have have election have election day off, and I I do like it. Um, my main one was uh. When we're talking about the wellness day, a lot of teachers still give. <coughs> you're still giving work. Yeah, you're still yeah, like that's that's like, the one problem with it. <laughs> that's my that's that was that was my main thing. that was my uh, main thing. So it was so that's why I kind of kept kept the same because like most teachers, you're, you're keeping you're gonna keep giving us the work, and um, or you maybe push it back. Oh, it's just do that night. Yeah. So what's every kid? Do, so what's every student doing on that wellness day that you give us? We're we're doing we're doing the work that you assigned us, yeah. so it's not really too much too much a break. Maybe maybe if they made that, then that's a change. Like yeah. maybe they changed that, but I don't I don't know I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I kept I kept the same. Now I hand the mic over to assistant opinion editor Valeria Uribe to talk about the benefits of fidget toys in the classroom. You wrote an article this week about you know making an argument on why uh, more professors should offer fidget toys um, in their classrooms um, are there any you know you want to do a quick summary of the story and you know the big points of the article of course so when I walked into my innovation design class I saw that my professor had uh, fidget toys for us which I found very very weird so we wrote an article this week about why professors should offer fidget toys in the classroom because it helps students relieve anxiety, it helps them concentrate, and it's just an outlet for people to relieve stress and be able to be more present in class. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's it's interesting to me, one of the points made um, by Jillian Bauer-Reese, that she found that, you know, having the fidget toys in the classroom kind of led to better interactions between students. I mean, I was kind of curious if that's like, you know, an anxiety thing or just is it the fact that the toys kind of brought students together, I guess? I think it's kind of both because, well, having the fidget toys helps you feel more at ease and helps students relieve anxiety. But at the same time, it can be something they can bond over and like share which ones they like. Uh, I guess I'm in that class, so I can like 
share from my own experience. I've seen people just talking about like liking one of the fidget toys and just laughing about it together because we all thought it was kind of something silly or we didn't understand it at first, but we grew to like them a lot. So I feel like they help people relieve their anxiety, but it's also something that students can bond over because well, we all have that in common. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, what other benefits were found to you know bringing the, the fidget toys into the classroom? Well, she has an innovation and design class, so she found that it helps students with their creativity uh, and it helps them like concentrate better on the assignments. So the good thing about fidget toys is that they can be used for multiple things. They do help people with ADHD and anxiety, but they can also be uh, for students who don't have like learning disabilities. They can be used by everyone and it's just something to entertain yourself and maybe release some creativity or get an idea. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> you are in the class, you've used some of the fidget toys. You know, what's your what's your favorite fidget toy? Well, the poppets are my favorite ones, even though like they don't make a lot of noise, which is something I really like because they don't interrupt people or like get in the way of the class. And I just like the little stress balls she has too because they're just something to do with my hands. I do have ADHD, so I would find it hard to concentrate so yeah. early in the morning. Uh, but I really love just playing with them and just being able to maybe do something with her well my hands while she speaks and like I can follow instructions better yeah no I, I had her class too um the, the toys were pretty helpful actually um I do like the stress balls uh, I mean like my big problem is like just sitting still for um you know a whole class um the 50 minute ones are like okay um but like those Tuesday Thursdays like hour and a half classes are like you know I, I find myself just getting up to go to the bathroom just to walk around um I mean, is there a conversation, you know, at all about, you know, I, I've heard about it outside of Temple mostly, but, you know, alternative seating um, choices, you know, having like um, exercise balls for students to sit on tends to help, um, you know, them out, you know, or different type of, you know, couches or desks um, for seating um, tends to help people out too. I mean, have you heard that conversation at all? I have not heard about it, but I think it would be pretty helpful for people. I feel like being so traditional it might be hard for students just to sit still and lay there all like a lot of people struggle with adhd and concentration problems and it's normal so i feel like it would be very useful to bring other uh, tools to help people concentrate better yeah and i mean do you think the university does enough to support students with with adhd or, or trouble concentrating at all i feel like we could always do more uh for example offer fidget offering fidget toys in classes where it's like possible or like it makes sense would be a really nice strategy. Like I understand it would be harder for professors who teach in like really big lecture halls to offer fidget toys because it would mean that students are constantly getting up off their seats and like picking a toy and coming back and like that would be distracting. That for professors who teach in smaller uh, classrooms, I feel like everyone could offer fidget toys uh, and that would be very helpful if students don't want to use them. They don't have to, but it's nice to have them there for students who actually benefit from them and who use them. Thank you to our editors, Ryan and Valeria, for joining me on this episode. And make sure to check out all their work on the Temple News website. I'm Paolo Rocco, podcast editor for the Temple News, and this is Reprint.